Hey family, before we get into today's episode, I have to tell you something urgent that I feel the Lord is calling us to do. So recently in my quiet time after teaching one of my classes, I felt the Lord tell me to start what's called the Face Your Fears Fast. Now this is so important because we have all heard the scripture that says God has not given you the spirit of fear, but a lot of you internally still feel bound and paralyzed anytime you try to move forward. It's like you're willing, you're excited, you want to move forward, but then something just comes over you. And that something is the spirit of fear that needs to be uprooted and destroyed. So for three days, starting on Monday, May 22nd through the 24th, we are going to be praying and fasting, turning down our plate to destroy this spirit that is at work in our lives. So I know it's short notice, but when the Lord speaks, we have to move. So take a second and pause the audio, go to the show notes and click the link to sign up for the Face Your Fears Fast. Again, I cannot express the importance that this spirit be broken and uprooted um, through prayer and fasting. So again, click the link in the show notes to get all the information. We'll be praying together live. Um, all the information again is in the link in the show notes. Be sure that when you click that link that you send it to at least three of your friends. You have no idea who may be appearing confidently but secretly being bound with that spirit of fear. So somebody could be praying for you know encouragement or strategy and this could be that breakthrough. So be sure to send it to your friends and let's get the word out as quickly as possible. I know it's last minute notice but when the Lord speaks we have to move. Again it's happening Monday May 22nd through the 20th. 24th, and you can sign up for free using the link in the show notes. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. You're listening to the Organize My Thoughts podcast, where we teach you how to get out of your head so you can execute the vision. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. Let's get started. Hello, family, and welcome back to another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. I hope you all are having an amazing week. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to stop overanalyzing and just get started. This is one of the number one questions I get asked anytime I teach a class, anytime anybody listens to the podcast. They're like, how do I move past this place of being stuck in my head and actually just make a step forward? And I'm very excited to talk about this topic because I believe now more than ever, there's an urgency on us moving forward in the things that we're called to do. And in this day and age where we have so much access to resources and information and trainings and teachings, we have become information hoarders and we spend so much time trying to figure out how to make the best decision, but we don't actually make any decisions. So this episode goes out to all of my recovering overthinkers and analyzers. This is going to be very helpful for you. So be sure to take notes. Now, before we get started, I do believe that it's important to explain why we spend so much time overanalyzing. And one of the biggest reasons is because we want to avoid failure, right? Our brains are wired to pull us away from anything that may cause fear or anything that we may feel is dangerous. Um, And one of those things actually includes risk. Now, we know that risk is an important part of life, but it's not necessarily something that we want to do. 
Risk often requires us to be uncomfortable, to put ourselves in situations where we don't know what the outcome will be. But again, risk is a necessary part of making decisions. And when we try to shy away from that, we end up in this analysis by paralysis stage where we are again stuck and we aren't making any progress forward. A lot of times when we find ourselves overanalyzing, what we're actually trying to do is to protect our egos from getting hurt or protect us from the judgment that will happen when we put our things out there. Like there's so much that we're trying to protect ourselves from in that overanalyzing stage. But at the end of the day, if we don't make any decision, we're not making any progress. And so I want us to become comfortable with the process of just exploring our ideas It's as simple as that. Instead of looking at it as, oh, I'm setting myself up to fail or setting myself up to make the wrong decision, look at it as setting yourself up for exploration, right? When you have these ideas, especially if you're a person who has multiple ideas, you have to explore at least one of them to know if this is the direction that you need to move forward in or not. But if you don't take that first step of exploration, then you're not going to have any guidance, right? Take pursuing your ideas as a barometer for where you should be going next. I think something that happens when we become adults is that we lose some of that freedom to explore because when we were younger, you know, adults would try to steer us in one way or the other in order to try to protect us from danger. But what that did was it reduced our likelihood of taking risks. And so I want us to tap into our inner child again and start to have that freedom to explore. If you think about how it looks to pursue different careers, right? You may start off at one job and then realize, okay, I like some skills from this, but I think I want to pursue this other area. And so you begin to transition and that is how you find out what you like to do in life. And that's completely okay. So we can take that same process when it comes to exploring our ideas. It's just, it's a form of testing to see what I like, to see what I don't like, to see if this is something that I have a grace for or something that I don't. And usually when you begin to test out something, you can tell pretty quickly whether or not this is something that you want to continuously pursue or something that you have a grace for. It doesn't take very long to figure that out, especially when you're being led by God. There's a level of peace that comes with moving forward in something that he calls you to do. And then if you're doing the opposite, you'll be met with a resistance or an uneasy feeling. So that's a great way to gauge um, whether or not this is something that you should be pursuing. So let's go ahead and get into the practical strategies that you can use to stop overanalyzing and get started. And the first one is to go back to the first thing that God told you to do. This is such an underutilized strategy because sometimes, again, we can forget, we can get distracted, we can be so quick to move on to the next thing. But a lot of times, the first thing that God told you to do is the thing that you're supposed to move forward in. And sometimes that may be something that makes you feel uncomfortable or you may feel, you know, unqualified to do it, but you will not get any further instructions until you do that last thing. I literally just heard a testimony of somebody who they it would have been a couple years since God had told them to write a book and they had kind of moved on, forgot about it. And then a couple years later, the Lord reminded that person that, hey, it was time to write that book. And they had completely forgotten all about it or had dismissed that idea. But yet God kept bringing that thing back up. 
So in your quiet time, ask God, hey, can you remind me of what the last thing that you told me to do was? And he will remind you. It will be literally something that just comes up and you may be like, oh man, I completely forgot about that. And just do that thing. I had made a practice um, in the beginning of 2021 of doing an obedience list, right? Going back to the things that God told me to do and doing those things first. And it made it so much easier for me to stop overanalyzing because this was something that God had already told me to do and had given me the confirmation for. Now, when he brings that thing back up, you do not need reconfirmation. We all know when God is telling us to do something again, sometimes it makes us uncomfortable, but it does not change the fact that he is the one that told us to do it. One thing that really helps me to hear the voice of God is remembering that usually the first voice that I hear is God's voice. The second voice that I hear is usually the enemy trying to confuse me about what God said. And then the third voice that I usually hear is myself reasoning back and forth between God's voice and the enemy's voice. And so going with the first voice you hear, as long as your spirit is at peace and you feel that leading, is typically God's voice. And we see this all the way back in the Bible when, you know, God told Adam to not eat the fruit of, you know, the tree. And then, you know, of course, Adam told Eve. And then as soon as that happened, the serpent came and said, did God really say, you know, to not eat that fruit? And he was speaking to Eve. And then Eve and her reasoning started to go back and forth about what God said and what the enemy said. And that's what led to all of that confusion. But if she had just listened to that first voice, which was God's voice, then she would have had a lot more peace and clarity moving forward. So the same thing with you when God speaks an idea or tells you something to do, Go with that first thing and start to move forward. And then you'll be able to determine whether or not this is the direction that God wants you to move. And it does not mean you're going to be 100% sure or things are going to work out 100% perfectly. But when you're moving in the direction that God wants you to move in, you will be led by peace. Now, the second thing that you can do to stop overanalyzing and get started is to reduce your decision making time. I talked about this in an episode called How to Get More Done in Less Time, but there is something powerful that happens when you decrease the window of opportunity that you have to get something done. If you give yourself a month to do something, it's going to take you a month to do it. If you give yourself two days to do it, it will take two days. And I think we see this concept a lot when we are in a nine to five, right? If your employer gives you three weeks to do a task, more than likely, if you are a procrastinator or a perfectionist, you're probably going to wait till as close to the three week deadline as possible. Typically, that's the night before or two nights before. But typically, you get the task done during that time. And actually, the quality that you would have produced is a lot higher because of your own expectations of yourself. So stop giving yourself these long extended deadlines when you know that you can actually get this done in a shorter amount of time. And when you do this, it will actually reduce the amount of time that you have to overthink something. That's actually why sometimes procrastination can be helpful for some people, because when your back is up against the wall, you don't have time to overthink every little decision. So use that to your advantage and just shrink your deadlines. You don't need a whole entire year to write a book. When God tells you to do something, there is a supernatural grace on your life, right? You don't need six months to start a YouTube channel. You don't need six months to start a course. 
Sometimes you just need a little pressure to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. So give yourself some ridiculous deadline of two weeks to do something and see what you get done in that two weeks. It may not mean that you complete the entire thing in two weeks, but you will have a very large portion of work done during that two weeks if you really commit to it. And bonus points if you actually go and get an accountability partner for those two weeks to help you get it done. Because sometimes we have a habit of not committing to our word, which is really unfortunate because we will hold ourselves accountable for when somebody else tells us to do something. But when we make a promise to ourselves, we don't commit to it. So make a habit of not only decreasing your deadlines, but also sticking to what you said you were going to get done. And if you happen to overthink during that time or things come up, write those thoughts that come up down and take those to prayer as prayer points, right? Just because you have a habit of overthinking doesn't mean you have to stay there. You can actually just use those as a signal to say, okay, this is what has been stopping me from moving forward. Now let me counteract those fears or those concerns with the word of God. And the beautiful thing about this process of shortening your deadlines is that as you focus on executing and doing the actual thing, you decrease that time that you have to think about a thing. And that is what we want to do. We want to decrease the amount of time we have to overthink something. Now, the third thing that you can do to stop overthinking and get started, and this is for all my people who have multiple ideas, is first consider working on something that you have some experience in. The level of fear of working on something that you've never done before is going to be a lot higher. But if you work on something that you at least have some experience in, you're going to feel a lot more comfortable and it's going to remove a lot of that birthing anxiety where you have that, you know, initial anxiousness about moving forward in something. So that's something to consider. Once you have considered that, take a moment to write those things down on a piece of paper or just make a list of the things that you felt like you heard God told you to start and that you have some experience in and use a creative method like a random generator. Put all those ideas and then press start. We use random generators a lot sometimes for raffles because we don't have to make the decision about, you know, who we're going to choose. Use that same method and apply it to your ideas. I don't care if you have to flip a coin between the two ideas or put, you know, all the different ideas in a hat and pull it out. By doing this, you're actually speeding up the decision making process and you're not choosing from a bunch of random ideas. You're choosing from qualified ideas where they could work in any direction. And you just pick that one, whatever comes up, start working on it for 15 minutes. If you can do 15 minutes a day, that would be great. But if even if you start with 15 minutes, it will help you to overcome that pressure of trying to get things perfect. Reducing the things that you do in these smaller amount of time blocks really allows for your creativity to flow and it removes, again, that overwhelming pressure of getting something wrong. It's just 15 minutes of experimenting. So I hope that these have been helpful. I am going to summarize them in a minute, but the purpose of this is just to give you different approaches based on whatever stage that you are in. Again, if you're very confident in hearing the voice of God, just go back and do the last thing he told you to do. If you're not so confident and you still find yourself in that place of you're not sure if God said this or you said this, 
you can use the other method, which is just write down a list of the things that you feel like God told you to start and then put those ideas in a random generator and then allow it to choose for you. Again, you're picking from a qualified list of the things that you felt like God put on your heart. And the purpose is, is just to get started. If that is not the direction that God wants you to move, you will feel that leading, but at least you would have made a decision in the right direction. And you can even do this during a time of prayer and fasting so that you are much more sensitive to the leading of the Lord. But Joyce Meyer has an amazing quote that I live by, and it says, do something lest you do nothing. You cannot just sit around and be stagnant. Do you know what happens to stale water, right? Water that does not move. It gets smelly, right? It has to move in order to be considered that fresh and clean water. If you just leave water sitting around, it's going to stink, okay? So you are stinking up your destiny by sitting around and doing nothing. One of the most beautiful things about executing with God is that even if you're moving in the wrong direction, God will realign you. Okay, there's no such thing as wasted time or wasted efforts. God says that he will work all things out for your good. Okay, so we have to start building confidence in our ability to make decisions because the Lord has given us wisdom. If you are working on something that God does not want you to work on, trust and believe that he will redirect you. But the important thing is you just have to get started. One of the most influential scriptures that I heard is in Ecclesiastes 11 verse 4 and it says anyone who keeps on watching the wind won't plant seeds. Anyone who keeps looking at the clouds won't gather crops. And what this scripture is basically saying is there is no amount of planning that can substitute for executing. If you keep looking around and waiting for perfect conditions, you'll never get anything done. Just produce now and perfect later. Your first rendition of something does not have to be perfect. In fact, it will not be perfect. Go in with the expectation that the first thing that I produce will not be perfect. But you know what it will be? Produced. You know what? You will have a product that can be molded, that can be perfected later. You will have something that God can work with. And that is all that matters. So write the blog post. Produce the first version of the journal. Write out what's going to be in that course. Record the video for your YouTube channel. So this wraps up another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. I pray right now over you that the Lord will break the spirit of paralysis off of you, that he will thrust you forward with supernatural momentum. I pray that he will bring to your remembrance the last thing that he told you to do and that you will have a willing and obedient heart to do it. I pray that the shackles of fear are broken off of your life and that clarity will continue to move you forward. And I pray just peace over your mind that there will be no anxious thoughts when you go to execute and that you will no longer be paralyzed by fear because the Lord has not given you that spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind. I thank you that you are qualified. You can do this and the Lord will be with you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. All right, family, this wraps up another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. Do not forget to click the link in the show notes to sign up for the Face Your Fears Fest and text that link to a friend so that they can also have that spirit of fear broken off of their life. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode.